0: If you don't have your lessons, they might be back there on the back table. Amen. We talk about a better love. We want to pick up where we left off last week. Amen. Praise God. John chapter 15, verse 12 through 13. This is my commandment. This is my commandment. That you love one another, that your joy might be full. Amen. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love have no man than this, and a man will lay down his life for his friend. Amen. And we're talking about a better love. Amen. Amen. We're talking about a better love. And we talked last week, we realized if you look at 1 John 4, 8, John lets us know that God is love, and there's nothing greater than God. Amen. So, love is the greatest as there is. And so, we need to realize this. And as we become Christians, when we are born again, when we are baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and filled with His Spirit, we are to portray and emulate that which is. And God is love. So, therefore, when we look at the fruit of the Spirit, it tells us in Galatians 5 twenty two and twenty-three says now the fruit of the Spirit is love. Amen. And his joy and his peace and his long suffering and his gentleness and his goodness and his faith and his meekness (laughs) and it is temperance against such, there is no law. Amen. And you can't separate these. Okay? You can't have one without the other. See? So if you have love, you should have joy. You should have peace. You should have long-suffering. You should have faith. You should have meekness. And you should have temperance. Because it all comes from the same source. Yes. Patience. Yeah. You should have patience. All of it flows together. You can't separate any of it. You can't separate any of it. It's all... Connected to one source. See? And so we're talking about a better love. So John says in 1 John 4, 8, that God is love. So we have to realize that this is what God wants us to be. Is he wants us to be what he said, that's why the Bible says, against such there's no law. You can have as much of it as you want, and you should have as much of it as you want. Last week, we were talking about the excellency of love. Now, look at 1 Corinthians 13. Paul says, Though I speak with the tongues of men and angels, and have not charity or love, I am become as a sounding in brass and as a tinkling cymbal. In other words, he's saying, if I don't have God's love in me, and I'm not portraying God's love, and I'm not showing forth God's love, and I speak in tongues, all I'm doing is making noise. He says, that's all I'm doing. I'm just making gibberish. I'm just making a bunch of noise. Because the fruit of the Spirit, amen, it, it, it bears forth what it is. See? And so, if God is love, and if I'm speaking in tongues and I don't have love for all people, all I'm doing is making noise. It's what he's saying here. So we need to realize this. Amen. The, the qualities of the excellency and the outstanding traits of character of God is great. All of it is great things. Amen. And so, therefore, we need to realize what God is trying to get us to be. He wants us to be like Him. That's why Paul says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. See, we've got to think differently. You can't keep thinking the same old way and going down the same old path and think you're going to reflect Christ. You're not going to do it. Your mindset has got to change All around. You you can't think like you used to think. The old man is dead. You're a new creature in Christ Jesus. So the excellency and the outstanding qualities uh, of God must now come through us and be shown forth. This is why Jesus says in Matthew five, thirteen uh, through 16, he says, you're the salt of the earth, you're the light of the world. He says, let your light shine so that men can see your good works and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. See, people need to see Christ in you by your love. Jesus says, by this shall all men know you are my disciples, if you have what? Love one to another. Say. If I don't display God's love, then I'm not his disciples. The same way Romans 8 9 says, if any man have not the Spirit of God, now you can see why Paul used this saying, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he's none of his. So if I do not display love, which is the fruit of the Spirit, amen, then I'm not his. Because Jesus says by this, Shall all men know you are my disciples. The love that you show. Thou shall love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy mind, with all thy soul, with all thy strength, and thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hangs all the law. And the prophets, see, so I can't have prejudice in my heart. If you have prejudice, if you have respect to person, whether you're black towards white, or white towards black, or brown, or whatever, if you've got prejudice in your heart, you're not God's. That's why James says, amen, in James chapter 2, he says, You fulfilled the law, your Lord, I shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. You do well, but if you have respect to person, you'll commit sin. See, because God is no respecter of person. He died for the whole world. For God so loved, John 3:16 the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. See, so we have to, as born-again Christians, we cannot see anybody as a stranger. We must love. That's why Hebrews 13, 1 says what? Let brotherly love continue and be not for to get for to entertain strangers whereby some have entertained angels
1: unaware.
0: See? You you could be... The angels could be checking you out. (laughs) And if you don't talk to them, you don't show them love, they might go back and say, Dad, they ain't got it. <laughs> you need to chase them a little bit more, get them right. Amen. So see, we, we, when we become Christians, we have to become like Christ. The Great Commission is given to us. Go ye therefore and preach the gospel to every creature, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, and he that believeth not shall be damned, and these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues, they shall take up serpents, if they drink any deadly thing it shall not hurt them, and they shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. So we've got to have the love of Christ. This outstanding excellence, of qualities must be in us. Notice Paul says in 1 Corinthians 13, also he says love is what? It's patience. Love is patience. Uh, amen. It, it, it doesn't lose heart. It doesn't give up is learn how to wait on God. The Bible says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. David says in Psalm 27, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say upon the Lord. Learn how to get into the habit of, of being patient and not losing heart. Don't faint, don't give up. Don't throw in the tower. Learn how to wait on God because this is the quality that comes with God's love, His patience. See, we, we have to wait on God. We don't get ahead of Him. We, we hold on to, to our faith and our beliefs, and we get into the habit of trusting God with all our hearts and leaning not to our own understanding. See, as soon as you start leaning to your own understanding, you get ahead of God. Say. You have to learn and let him work. He'll, the Bible says in Isaiah 43, 13, God will work if you let him. See, you you don't want God to work. You want to do it yourself. You want to pray and say, God, I want you to fix it, but I want to do it myself. So He said, okay, go ahead, fix it yourself. You don't want me to help you? I'll, I'll let you, you know. God will work. Who's going to let him? I choose to let him. That's why Peter says in 1 Peter 5, 7, cast all your cares upon the Lord because he cares for you. So, why am I going to care about it if he's going to care about it? I just give it to him, says, okay, it's yours. I'll wait and see how good you're going to make it. He'll bring all things. I think the scripture says he makes all things beautiful in his time. Ecclesiastics, chapter 3, amen. Verse, I think it might be about verse 13, 8, 13, somewhere in there. Maybe 11. Ecclesiastes three eleven. He makes all things beautiful in his time. See? So we, we, we got we gotta give him chance to get it beautiful. See, I want him to take my junk that I give him and, and make something good out of it. He he has that capability to do that. See, I, I can't do that with my junk, but he can. See, he'll put it back on the potter's wheel and spin it around. So i got to learn how to be patient. i got to learn how to be kind. Love is kind. Amen. And that's why the golden rule is is applied. Do unto others as you would have them to do unto you. Love is not jealous. Amen. I don't get jealous because someone else has something better than me. The Bible tells me to rejoice with them that rejoice. See, I need to be able to. If you get promoted, I need to be able to rejoice with you. Amen. If you get something good, I'm supposed to rejoice with you. I'm not supposed to be jealous about what you have. Because you're my brother, you're my sister, so take me by the hand. Together we will work until he comes. There's no foe that defeat defeat as long as we're walking side by side. As long as there's love, we can stand. Amen. So I don't get jealous. Amen. Because you are elevated. Love doesn't brag or love doesn't boast. Amen. It doesn't do that. Love is not arrogant. It's not prideful. Amen. We, we, we don't have pride in, in love. Amen. Love does not act unbecoming. It's not mean. It has good manners. It has understanding and good etiquette. All these things flows from love. It doesn't seek at all its own. Amen. It's not my way or the highway. It's not my way or no other way. That's not love. Love is a give and take. Love is not easily provoked. Amen. Sometimes it takes a lot. You know, it doesn't doesn't consider wrong suffer. Amen. It doesn't hold grudges. Love doesn't rejoice in unrighteousness. Amen. You don't get out in the street and start a ride in the middle of the street. You don't do that stuff. Love uh, rejoices in the truth. Love bears all things. It can handle some stuff. See? It can put up with some things. Get an evil doctor report? Right, doc. Thank you for the report. Praise God. Amen. Bears all things. It believes all things. Amen. All things work together for good. Amen. It comes it, God's got it. I'm his. He knows. There's nothing impossible. I believe all things. Aren't you glad that you and the devil got something together that you believe in? Huh? You and the devil believe in something together. You didn't know that? He believes there's one God. <laughs> you believe there's one God. <laughs> he trembles, you rejoice. <laughs> but he still believes there's one God, right? <laughs> Praise God. Love hopes all things. Amen. And so love endures all things. Love don't compl- sit around and complain. You know, it, it, it endures. It put ups with some stuff. Amen. And love never fails. Why? Because Jesus says, I'm never going to leave you and I'm never going to forsake you. So love can never fail. True love never fails. See, so that's why, amen, in our world and in our lives, if we say we are Christians, we should not fail people. Amen. We should not. We should be true to our words. If I say I'm going to do something, I should follow through. If something happens that I'm not going to be able to do it, I should pick up my cell phone and call you and tell you why I can't do it at this time and see if there's a w- other, another way that I can help you or uh, get somebody else to come and help you, you know, because as something came up that I'm not able to follow through with my, my, what I said I was going to do. I should never let you down. Amen. I because love doesn't fail. See? That's why if 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 when I get married, my spouse should not have to worry if I'm cheating on her. You know? Because love never fails. Right. You see? This is what we gotta get to because God never fails. because He's love, right? So He endures all things in it hopes all things, and it believes all things, and it never fell. So we look at this and we see that these great qualities that God is trying to put in us because He's love, and we know that God is love, and Jesus is God, and without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached to Gentiles, believed on in the world, and receive back up in the glory. And nothing can compare to God. Amen. Nothing can compare. Look at Isaiah chapter 46, verse 5, and then verse 9 and 10. Isaiah chapter 46, verse 5. To whom will you liken me and make me equal and compare me, that we may be alike? Who are you going to compare God to? There's nobody like Him. See? Nobody is like God. Amen. Verse 9. Remember the former things of old, for I am God, and there is none else. I am God, and there is none like me. Declaring the end from the beginning, and from ancient time the things that are not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. Amen. So who are you going to compare God to? Amen, that's right, amen He is God, Psalms 113, verse 5 and 6 Who is like the Lord our God, who dwell on high, who humbles himself to behold the things that are in heaven
1: and are in earth?
0: Amen, Is asking you some questions Think about all the good things God does for you Who is like him? Amen, who would do what he did? Paul says in Romans five, while we was yet sinners, Christ died for us. Who's like Him? He asked the question in Philippians uh, chapter number two. Amen. He goes on. He says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God but made of himself no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and and was made in the likeness of men, and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God has highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus Christ every knee should bow. Right? Right? And every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God, the Father. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God which work in you both the will and to do his good pleasure. Philippians 2, 5 through 13. Amen. So this is what we're trying to get you to see. Let this mind. Be in you, which was in him. Amen. Think about it for a moment. He didn't think it robbery to be equal with God. See? So you shouldn't think it robbery to be equal with God. To be like God. To act like God. Amen. Think about it. You shouldn't think it's wrong to act like God. To live like God. To be like God. Because you're God's children. And you should pattern your life after your father. That's what Jesus says. You're the light. He's the light. So whatever he does, whatever he says, you should do likewise. You remember what Jesus told the the guy about the good Samaritan? He says, who do you think was his neighbor? The guy said, well, I guess the guy that did good. He says, right, go do likewise. You know, nobody's going to stop you from doing the right thing. Say So, everything about Christ should be being patterned in us. The love, the joy, all of these things, we should, it should just be flowing out of us. Because we have Him in us. We have His Spirit. Say And the things that flows from the Spirit should be coming out of us. I am the vine and you are the branch. So, the fruit of God, the uh, uh, the Spirit, everything should be growing in us. Amen. So let's look at this for a second. Amen. Let's look at these letters. L. L. Live it. Live it. Amen. Love is lived. You've got to live love. People have to see it. It's not on your paper. You're going to have to write it in. <laughs> Amen. You've got to live Love. Because this is what God wants. Amen. James says what? Don't just be a hearer, but be a doer of the Word of God. You've got to live love. Love is an action word. You've got to put it into action. See? You are a living testimony. See? So your life now must be Christ. Everything about you, the old man is dead. This is why Paul says in Romans 6, you was raised to what? Walk in newness of life, see? Your new life, your new mind, your new way of thinking, you've got to live this. This is the way you live now. Every day you live love. You live it. You show it by your actions, by your deeds and the things that you do and how you treat people and what you say and the places you go. Amen. All reflects Him. If we are not living what God says in His Word, we are not going to have His love. He's not going to be there. This is what we've got to do. This is my, what, commandment that you do, what, love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no man than this,
1: that a man lay down
0: his life for a friend. Psalms 19, verse 8. Psalms 19, verse 8. The commandment of the Lord... I meant Psalms 19. Psalms 19, verse 8. The commandments of the Lord are what? Pure and lighten the eyes. See, the commandments. And notice, God says, this is my commandment. See, so God's word that you read and God's word that you study, amen, it orders man to do and not to do. It shows you what you should do and what you should not do. This is what commandments do. Amen. We have to make sure that we're doing what God's Word says, or we're not going to reflect Him. See, how many times you read through Scripture, and you find as soon as they don't do what God says to do, they run into trouble. I think a few weeks ago I preached to you about don't despise your birthright. You know, they did not do what they were supposed to do, and as a result they fell in the wilderness. You read the scripture, and what did the Bible tell us? These things are for our learning. Say, God doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So Paul tells you, you need to take heed that you don't allow what they happened to them happen to you. Because God is no respecter of persons. So you have to realize God's commandments are there to make us pure. He's there to cleanse us from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit that we can perfect holiness and the fear of God so that we can be separated as vessels meet for the master's use. Amen. Amen. So God's word, it purifies, it clears, it cleanses, it purifies. All God's commandments lead to purity. They enjoin to purity and they they point to a sacrifice that is ready for the master's use. This is why Paul says in Romans 12, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable to God, which is a reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. So see, if I say God is in me, I cannot continue down the wrong path. All that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, it's of the world. And the world's going to pass away. See? And uh, God forbid that you go with it. Think Solomon put it this way. You dig a pit, you're going to fall in it. Don't dig your own pit. Amen. Because if you go the ways of the world, you dig in your own pit, and you're going to fall right in it. See? So you need to be aware of that. You, you can be digging your own pit and you don't even know it. Let him that think he stand, take heed lest he fall. So God's word is designed to purify us. Psalms 119 verse 9. For shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereto according to thy word. You want to be clean? Follow God's word. Amen. In the beginning was the word word was with God. The word was God. Verse 14. The word became flesh and dwelt monks does and we beheld his glory. The glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. See? So, if God is in me and I'm a doer of his word, then I'm going to be clean. I'm going to be pure. My mind is going to be pure. I'm not going to think evil of no man because love doesn't do that. That's why we go back to 1 Corinthians 13. Those are high qualities and high expectations that Paul mentions about love. So if I am a doer of God's word and God is in me, then these qualities should be being manifested in me. See, it's what? And what else he goes on and says, the commandments of the Lord is pure. They enlighten the eyes. It shows me what I should be doing. All the time. When I read God's word, it shows me exactly how I'm supposed to live, live. And what I'm supposed to do. And once I read it, guess what? I don't have an excuse now. Because I have to do it. Because if I don't, it's going to be charged against me. That's why the Lord says in John 12:48, Amen. I didn't come to judge the world. I come to save. but in the last days, the word is going to judge you. The same word Jesus says, I spoke to you, will judge you in the last days. Amen. So, His commandments, amen, it enlightens my eyes, amen. It it gives me an understanding of what God wants and what I should be doing as a child of God. If I was to look at the Ten Commandments, we know the first four is my relationship to God and my other six is relationship to one another. So, I have to ask myself... Am I doing what the word of God tells me in order to present God's love and love to man? See, because on these two commandments hangs all the law and the prophets. My eyes need to be open. See, I don't want to have scales on my eyes. I want to be able to see clearly what Paul says in Second Corinthians 4, 3. If this gospel is hid... It's here to them who are lost and whom the God of this world has what? Blinded their thinking, their thinking, their mind. Lest the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should be what? Revealed to them. See, once you have the knowledge and understanding of Jesus Christ, then you should understand love. For God so loved that He gave See, Solomon puts it this way in Ecclesiastics 12:13. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. He says, let's wrap this nutshell up. Fear God and keep His commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. It all comes down to obeying God's Word. He says, nothing else matters when it's all said and done, he says nothing else matters. Everything else is vanity upon vanity upon vanity upon vanity. He says when this thing is all over and you stand before the judgment seats of God and be ready to give an account, he says the only thing that's going to matter is if you kept the commandments. If you did what God says in his word. And it's not hard. Because you know why, you got the spirit. Christ is in you. Say, so you have to come to your realization and in your mind that I've got to do what I say I am. This world is not my home. So, <laughs> you know? He pulled me out of the miry clay. He set my feet on a rock and established. My goings. So I've got to be what he says I am. Amen. See, I want to be like him. Because I want to move to perfection. That's what Jesus says in Matthew 5, 48. Be ye perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. See, get that thought out of your mind. I ain't nobody perfect. You got to work to be perfect. He wants you to move to perfection. Paul says in Ephesians, I mean Hebrews 6, therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let's go on to what? Perfection. Come on, let's go. Come on, let's be like him. Come on, let's let him work in us. Let him prepare us. Get us right. Amen. Psalm 78, 38. But he being full of compassion. Forgave their iniquities and destroyed them not. Yea, many a times turned in his anger and did not stir up his wrath. Amen. Notice, he being full of compassion. We must be full of compassion. See? We must have be sympathetic and towards others and concern about others because that's what love does. See? Jude tells you in Jude, verse 20 through 23, But you, beloved, build up yourself on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Keep yourself where? In the love of God. See? In other words, the love towards God and God's love towards you, because God loves you, you need to accept it. You need to accept God's love. You need to realize how valuable you were that God died for you. So you need to accept His love. If you reject it, there's nothing He's going to do about you. See? See, you need to accept and you need to show forth your love back towards Him. It's a two-way street. If He loves me, i got to love Him. Just like a marriage. You know? If, if my wife show me love and I don't show her love, that ain't a marriage. See? We got to be the same. So God loves us, so we need to love Him. It's the same way it's supposed to, Yeah, you know, I the Jew says, keep yourself in the love of God. I, you know, I got to love other people. That's God's way. That's God's love looking for the mercies of the Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And on some have what? Compassion. Make a difference. Come on, make a difference in somebody else's life. Be concerned about some things in your life. Show forth the love that's in you. Who's in you? Reach to the lost. Reach to the hurting. Reach to the depressed. Reach to the oppressed. Reach to those that are suffering. Amen. He went about, amen, looking for the lost sheep. As he told the religious leaders, it's not the well that need the doctors the sick." Look at our wall. The wall is thick. You know? The wall is actually sick. They're strung out on drugs. They're strung out on medications. They're strung out on so much stuff trying to find hope. And we have the answer because it's in us. The Spirit of God, love, Jesus Christ, the one who had all the answer is in us. So we've got to have compassion. We've got to make a difference. It's not about, as Max Flicato said in his book, it's not about me. It's about the loss. God has already poured me out. He's given me a commission to go back to reach the loss. So I've got to let this mind be in me, which was in him. Oh, some have compassion. Makes a difference in somebody else's life. Don't go to heaven by yourself. That's what my pastor always taught me. He said, if you go to heaven by yourself, you're selfish. You should do everything in your power to show forth God's love, show forth compassion and mercy, forgiveness, amen, so that others can come into the knowledge of the truth. Amen. He goes on in 1 Corinthians 2, Paul writes, First Corinthians 14-13, through 13, But the natural man received not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is the spiritual judgeth all things, yet himself judge no man. For who have known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him? But what? We have the mind of Christ. Let this mind be in you. Amen. Get in the habit. Amen. That everything God did, you do. God loved. God healed. God delivered. God set free. Get into the practice. Amen. We have the influence by the Holy Ghost. Paul said the gospel didn't come in word only. It came in power. It came in the Holy Ghost. And it came with much assurance. Amen. So we are influenced by the Spirit. Amen. The Spirit, Jesus, said would bring you into all truth. So compassion always precedes, Amen. Uh, love always precedes compassion. So come on, get in on this thing with me. Amen. Just like a father loves his children, you should love as well. When Jesus saw the multitude, what happened? The Bible says he was moved with compassion. As born-again believers, when, man, we exit these doors, we get out there, we walk in a trick trip or wherever, man, all you got to do is look at people's faces. We should be moved with compassion, to be ready to give an account, to answer the hope that is in us, to be ready to share the truth. We don't know who is going to accept this. Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for whereby some have entertained... Angels unaware. You know, angels are messengers. Amen. And I don't know if I talk to this guy, if he's going to become a preacher or not. I don't know if I talk to this lady that i come in contact with. If she's going to become a great pastor's wife and and become a teacher of the gospel, a Sunday school teacher, share share the truth of God's Word. I never know who God is going to use. You know, I think about that all the time. Being a preacher wasn't on my portfolio, you know. But when somebody told me the truth of the gospel, now you look where I'm at. What if they'd have passed us by? What What if the guy would have passed me and my wife by? You know, it wouldn't have said anything. You know, well, he just, what, what would have happened if he, was, he would have just said, well, they're in the military. They're going overseas. There's no need to be sharing with them about the truth of Jesus Christ. We'll just let them go on overseas and, you know, let them do their military tours and whatever. And maybe someday if they come back, we'll sit down and tell them about it. No! They start sharing the gospel. They start sharing the truth. Amen. And as a result, you know, it made a difference. Amen. So we've got to have the mind of Christ. We've got to start thinking differently. We've got to live differently. We've got to live right, Amen. Because it's all about the compassion and love of God in our lives. Amen. Psalms 111 verse 4. He hath made His wonderful works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion. He's full of compassion. Amen. And being full of compassion and being full of the Holy Ghost, Stephen looked steadfast up into heaven, saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand. Are you full of the Holy Ghost? Are are you running out? On the day of Pentecost, they was all filled. When you got the Holy Ghost, you're supposed to got filled. Say, God is not two quarters, three quarters, four quarters, one quarter, <laughs> He'd be four quarters, but <laughs> but you know, you know once you get filled, you're supposed to stay filled because God is in you, say And so your life should be totally a reflection of what's in you. say, I can't let the fire. Go out of the altar. Say, I have to get into the Word of God. I've got to edify and build up myself continually on my what? Most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Keeping myself in the love of God. Amen. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that He's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah, and I thank God for saving me. Amen. That story of the good Samaritan we talked about a few minutes ago. You think about it. Go do likewise. The man didn't ask him, who, ki- who knocked you off your horse? He didn't ask him, man, who beat you up like this? He just had compassion. He says, man, this guy need help. And that's what we've got to get in this mind of ours. People need help. They're crying out for help. That's why they're, they're doing this stuff. They're crying out for help. You know, they're basically just out of the island. Can somebody help me? You know, it's what they're looking for. So let's be that conduit to Christ, who is the great physician. What did the Lord say? Is there not a bomb in Gilead? What did Job tell his friends? He said, man, you guys are all a bunch of doctors without any cure. You know, I pray that we're not that way as a church. I pray that we realize that we have the cure. (laughs) Jesus is the cure. So you give them Christ. Love is kind because the fruit of the Spirit is gentleness and goodness. That's kindness. Amen. That reaches to desire. Amen. To please God and to do good to mankind. Think about how much people has been good to you. Reciprocate. What's Paul said in Galatians 6.10? As we have therefore opportunity to do that, huh? Do good, right? Let us do good to part of people. To all men. Let us do good to all men, but especially to those who are here in the household of faith. See, I'm supposed to do good to you because you're my brother and sister. You're in my family. I'm supposed to do good to you. See? But especially to you guys, I'm supposed to do good. But I'm supposed to do good to all men. Why? Because God is in me. And God is no respecter of persons. See? He's given us a wake-up call. He says, do good to all men. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Amen. Love is kind, love is good, is gentle. See? Notice how he puts that in the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, and goodness. Gentleness and goodness go together, both kind. See? It's kind of like the glue stick right in the middle to bring the other stuff in. See? You got this over here, and now you bring this piece in, the other other four on the other side in. Faith, meekness, temper, Stick them right together, you know? Because God is kind. God is lovely. Amen. Paul goes on and tells us in Galatians 5, 6, he says, For in Jesus Christ... Neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but what faith which worketh by love. See, if you don't have love, you ain't gonna have any faith. You don't have faith, you ain't gonna have any love. <laughs> Think about it. It all goes together. See, that's right. See, so if, you wait, if your faith is weak, check your love. If your love is weak, check your faith. You know, they work hand in hand. Notice what James says here in James chapter 2. Amen. James chapter 2. Let me find my lesson here. Verse 14 through 26. What does it profit, my brother, though a man say I have faith and have not works? Can faith save it? If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say to them, Depart in peace, be ye warm and filled, notwithstanding you give them not those things that are needful to the body, what would you do for him? <laughs> see, you ain't did nothing for him. He says, Oh, you see I got a need, and all of a sudden you just said, Bye, have a good day, I hope you're okay. See, you ain't did nothing for him. Even so, faith, if it have not works, is dead, being alone. Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I show you my faith by my works. Thou believe there's one God? Thou doest well. The devils also believe, and these start trembling. See? You believe? If the devil trembles, what are we doing? We should be rejoicing. But wilt thou know, vain man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified for works when he offered up Isaac his son upon the altar? See thou how faith works with his works, and by works was made perfect, and the scripture fulfilled which said, "Abraham believed God, and it was imputed or charged unto him for righteousness," and he was called the friend of God. You see then how that by works a man is justified and not by faith only. Likewise also was not Rahab the harlot justified by works when she had received the messengers and had sent them out another way. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. See? So faith without love is dead. And love without faith is dead. And faith without compassion is dead. And faith without countenance is dead. And faith without Jesus is dead. Because God is love. See? Praise God. You've got to realize, amen. Rahab, she told those spies when they came into Jericho, she says, man, our heart fainted. She says, from the time we heard how God dried up the Red Sea, and what you guys did to Shehan, the king of the Amoraks, and the, um, the king of Bashar. She said, man, nobody had no more faith. She says, our hearts fainted. She says, we knew God is coming. You know? And she says, look. She says, I tell you what. She says, if you help me and my family and my father's house, I ain't going to tell nobody what you, that you came here. So she hid the spies. And they told her, you don't tell, we'll take care of you. And when the walls of Jericho fell down, Joshua told them, go in and get the harlot and her family and bring them out. And aren't you glad you read about Rahab in the lineage line of Jesus Christ? All because a woman had faith in the belief. And she exercised love towards God's people. Amen. So faith without works is dead, be in the long. So let me encourage you, amen, that we begin to practice God's love in all that we do, amen. Because when we show forth His love to this lost and dying world and to others, we will see just how good God is, amen. Our faith will grow, we will be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. We'll believe that God can do anything. Amen. And that's what he wants. And we will begin, begin to reflect him in all that we do. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Lord, we exalt you again tonight. Oh God, we thank you for your love towards us, oh God. For your keeping power, your blessing power upon us, oh God. Let us not just be hearers of your word, oh God, but we let us be doers of your word, God, in all that we do. That we love one another, O God. That we reach to the lost and hurting, O God, in this world today. You've given us power, God, to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And you have told us that nothing shall harm us, O God. Let us show forth your love to each and every one, Lord. We thank you until we can come together again. Continue to bless, Lord, in every place. In Jesus' name, amen.